but there's also a dog pile. So this girl's having like a break, like a breakdown moment, except there are other options now. Right. So she she likely gra went to most of her college if she just graduated. So I get it where people are like, well, you know, these kids today, nobody wants to work. Get it. But also, like, shouldn't we be like. Yeah, but this comment, my comment next uh, or my sentiment, maybe will will show or, or reveal that maybe I'm a little bit uh, of the older generation and not of the younger generation. But there's a component here of entitlement, I believe. Yeah. So I'm all for paying someone what they're worth and no, and being transparent, which is like, I can pay you what you're worth, but I also have to run gestures wildly, everything like that level of non-transparency, which also like, there we go. we got the energy now. Got the pumped up music. Uh, what's up, guys? Doing okay? Asking and then attempting to answer the simple question today, which we just released an episode about. And really, we discussed this. We didn't ask it as a question. We didn't even go down that rabbit hole. I believe I actually mentioned the recent episode with Brian Gallagher. Uh, the title of the episode was all about the physical therapy labor shortage. And Brian had been to PPS, the APTA's private practice section uh, meeting. And I think it was in Austin, Texas. I was sort of watching on LinkedIn and seeing what everybody was talking about. And I said, Brian, like you were at the conference. What's everybody talking about? What's the buzz? What's the pulse say? What are all the business owners, what are the private practitioners in physical therapy, what are they worried about or what are they talking about? And I like the fact that private practitioners, um, APTA private practice session, like number one, I've been to almost all of the conferences within APTA, almost all of them. And PPS is by far one of the most fun. They know how to throw a party. They do. Um, also, I like I like the fee I like the speed of the feedback loop from private practitioners. It's very 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 quick because these people, Dave, what's up, dude? Actually, I should have Dave on this. So, Dave, if you're still watching, uh, I could DM you right now if you want to. You know, I could I could send you a chat link or whatever um, to come on this episode right now if you wanted to do that. I'll put it. I'll put it in the comments below, Dave. That's the link to join me in here if you're still there. So the question is, or the last episode we did was, I said, I said Brian Gallagher who went to PPS, and I said, what's what's on the what's on the pulse? What's on people's minds? And he came back and he said, there's two things. One is uh, physical therapy labor shortage, and the other was uh, income squeeze. So we did two episodes with Brian Gallagher, and I feel like Dave, uh, who just happened to be just in the comments while I'm live, I feel like he'd be great for this. So my question, we didn't go into this. The question for the uh, episode we did with Brian was, how do we solve this labor shortage? And we had, we each brought three suggestions, and we called it a six-pack episode. And the idea there was, how can you overcome this? And then I started thinking about it, and I started had to, had to zoom out and say, is there a physical therapy labor shortage? We made a big assumption by saying that that's what everybody was talking about, so that must be true. But maybe there's not a physical therapy labor shortage. I pose the opposite question. And kids listening at home, this is how you sound interesting. Just ask questions and then throw out a few babies. So my question is, is there in fact a physical therapy labor shortage? Now, I'm not saying that there aren't open positions or if you have open positions, it's difficult to get people to apply. My question is, why? Some of the answers that were given from PPS that I saw anyway, went along the lines of, well, during COVID, right, from 2020 to 2022, and they threw out statistics. I don't have those on hand, but X number of people, new clinicians, 
seasoned professionals, people at the end of their career who maybe said I'm going to retire in five to 10 years, maybe left early. So they're like, there's this big mass exit, right? The great resignation. Like That's the reason. But I've heard enough smart people go, hang on. Things are multifactorial. And I started listening to other people, not in the profession of physical therapy. And I heard Gary V go on sort of one of his Gary V rants, and he poses this other idea, which I have on the screen here. So is it a physical therapy labor shortage or, or, and this is where I like to throw the or in there, is it an abundance of options? Do physical therapists, do people in general have more options now to do what they want with their time, to make a business, to make a life, to take that license that you earned after you took your NPTE I can't say NPTE exam because the E is exam. Take your NPTE and now you have a license. Is it just easier? Are there fewer friction points? Is it smoother to do that? I mean, all the time I'm seeing people doing this. They're not talking about it anymore. They're just doing it. They're not waiting for permission. I mean, common knowledge when I graduated from PT school, not even that many moons ago was you need five to seven years experience is really what you want to do. And then you need $100,000 to launch a a, a practice. Yeah, you don't want to risk it. You don't want to risk it, right? And you're not going to be successful. You don't have the experience. And then student and like millennials today are just saying, hold my beer. And they go do it. And then they show it on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or Twitter. And then other people sit there scratch, scratch their chin and just go, that person just did it. It's not a hypothetical. That person did it and is doing it. And people, I think for their benefit, are being very transparent. Here's what happened. They're building in public, this idea of building in public. So uh, so that was the episode we did the other day with Brian Gallagher, which is like, we talked about, hey, how do you you know combat this labor shortage? But I want to look at the other options. Is it a shortage or are there more routes for people to create a business? Do they not need to go work for a large organization? I'm not saying a large organization is bad or good. Do they not need to do that? Can they open their own shop? Can they hang their own shingle, as they say? And it's kind of, it's easier and easier to do that, right? Gary Vee went so deep as to sort of um, defend millennials or Gen Zs, or I don't even know where we are anymore. You know, these kids today, nobody wants to work. They got better options. If somebody could flip sneakers on Instagram and they love sneakers and make a better living doing that, why wouldn't they? Radio segue, Dave Kittle on the show. Dave, I love the fact that you were just lurking in the in like social media works. You saw me do live and you're like, this looks cool. And you comment, and Dave's like, go birds, huh? Are we are they go, playing this week? They were off last week, weren't they? Go birds. We have uh Chiefs tomorrow night, Monday night, primetime. So it's it's the it's Philadelphia versus Taylor Swift. Correct. Yeah, you've she's riding the T-Swift wave. I mean, I love I love the fact that we are now doing statistics of Travis Kelsey averaging this many yards per catch. With Taylor Swift in the building and without. So good luck to you uh, there. Um, we'll see. So you you popped up and I was like, Dave would be someone. I love your take on this because I'm sure you have takes because you have your own podcast. So we have to plug that and your own channels and everything. Thank so you. We'll, thank you. We'll, we'll get to plugging that. But what is your hot take on this? The hotter, the better. Well, I was, I was trying to listen to a few things as I was like scrambling, like, oh, I'm going to jump on a quick call or video right now. Um, there's, there's, uh, what you've described as well, I agree. So whether it's labor shortage or abundance of options, but I think there's some, and I don't know if it goes into the abundance or um, there, there's a maybe a misalignment of expectations or uh, I'm seeing more and more posts, whether in physical therapy or outside of physical therapy of um, young professionals 
uh, saying that they're starting a nine to five job anywhere in the US and that um, that they're frustrated or it's killing them or it's yeah. not what they thought it would be. And I, I don't know, I wanna get your feedback on this, which is when I graduated in 2011, you know, I just went and worked in an outpatient clinic and we had some paper notes and, you know, we did the thing and, and my mentors were in their forties or fifties or sixties and like, it was fine. And I think there's some change, whether it's societal or whatever. Um, but now there's, there's just more connection and communication with like these Facebook groups with physical therapists, like specifically in our world, but then outside of our industry as well. Right. And it's like, is, is that, uh, is that, the the not collusion but the the communication of yeah. of speaking with other professionals in your world and then are there more negative folks in those groups i don't know is is it the sentiment like that there's a a misalignment of expectations like right. is this not what you thought your career would be when you're in your 20s or 30s i don't know so what, what do you think of that um, I think the speed of swipe and the speed, the feedback loop, right? When I started this, I said, Hey, a PPS is a great conference because the feedback loop is like, boom. Cause if it's your money and that's what, that's what private practice section is. It's your money on the line. People move fast when it's their move money on the line. I love that. Right. So I think it's something similar, which is if I can be in the, I think Rich Severin launched a Facebook group with like DPT students. It's got like, I don't know, a gajillion people in there and when right. you can watch people do this and i'm using hand gestures on a podcast which is not great but when can when you can watch the speed of information real real time answering this specific question i think that does help it's like watch me do this i'm and when when someone a naysayer comes in and goes you need seven years experience before you launch a practice and then 20 people go i don't think that's true because i did it and I'm and I'm willing to open the books or at least like you know reveal what I'm doing and here here it is and they build in public, so I think that networking effect. I mean, look, you know, what's the often cited research uh, statistic? It takes seven years to go from research to 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 clinical application, bench to bedside, right? Um, it's their money on the line. This goes faster. It's a long it's a long feedback loop in some cases, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's faster now when people can get. I mean, look at all these Facebook groups that could, the, the non-clinical um, Facebook group, Meredith Caston, like, why did that thing blow up? Because people are looking for that. So when they're looking for it and someone mentions it, they, people get together and that's the kind of the beauty of those things. There's a dark side of Facebook, but. There, there, there's, there's good and bad with all this. Like, I think the good is like, you get to connect with other professionals in your world that have, right. you know, they went through and they got a DPT and they got licensed in a different state and you can. Uh, connect with other folks um and but and that's great and and there are situations you would have never heard about it right before facebook or before right. twitter or whatever like you, you just there would be long. yeah you you would only connect with those folks at csm or pps or whatever right. Uh, right. but you might not get into like like here's what i feel like uh you know um over over production or like over, like the the productivity but, metrics or whatever but there's also a dog pile did you see that TikTok from that girl the other day who I guess had just graduated from college. So some girls, you know, having a breakdown in her car and she's essentially describing because David, you and I are like the similar age anyway. We don't have to say how old we are, but I'm in my 40. I actually just turned 44 the other day. So there I did. I said how old I was. Oh, but this girl's, my birthday was last week. So yeah, we're both Scorpio. Hey, when's your birthday? November 7th. Oh, on the 11th. So we're like birthday, almost birthday buddies. So this girl's having like a break, like a like a breakdown moment. She's having a real honest moment in her car. And she's holding her phone and she's like, 
I have a nine to five. I just went to college for four years and I have this job and it's great. I like the job, but I wake up at five and I try to work out, but I don't have any energy because my commute and essentially she's describing every nine to five that we probably had. We being maybe 30, 40 year olds. Right. And the, the, the comments were just dogpiling on this girl. Right. Like, you know, this is what the real world is. Maybe get off your phone and get back to work and yada, yada, yada. And I'm I get it. Right. Except there are other options now. Right. So she she likely gra- went to most of her college. If she just graduated, she went to most of her college career virtually, unfortunately, had to do that. Mm. So she got used to this thing that was like built that was more efficient. Right. Like telemedicine, telehealth, like, dude. I've been using that for not long. And if I had to go back to only in per, I'd be pissed. So I get it where people are like, well, you know, these kids today, nobody wants to work. Nobody knows what hard work is. I get it. But also like, shouldn't we be like, it's that, it's that whole adage, which is just because you walked uphill both ways with no shoes in the snow. Shouldn't the next generation have it a little better? Shouldn't this girl not have to have a, like a break, like, like have no life to support herself. So I'm not saying she should have it handed to her, but like, that's how we grow. I, I'm uh, I agree. I'm within your age range. Um, and you can you guys if you're listening uh, to PT Pinecast right now, you got to jump over to Jimmy's uh, PT Pinecast on YouTube. So you can you can see that we're still fairly young. And even though, young. But this co- mm-hmm. but this comment, my 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 comment next uh, or my sentiment maybe will will show or, or reveal that maybe I'm a little bit uh, of the older generation and not of the younger generation. But there's there's a component here of entitlement, I believe. Yeah. Um, and and I'm not saying. Listen, I know that every physical therapist or every person in you know that gets a bachelor's degree from any university in the U.S. I understand that not everyone wants to go and be a manager or a director or definitely not a business owner or an entrepreneur. I get that, right? Um, but we would have we would have been you know put in our place by our parents or grandparents if totally. we were saying this type of stuff or putting this type of stuff totally. out on the internet Agreed. back when we were 15 or 20 or something like that or 23 Agreed. or whatever. So I'm all for paying someone what they're worth and no, and being transparent, which is like, I can pay you what you're worth, but I also have to run gestures wildly, everything I have to pay for the bit. Like, so I have no problem being like, listen, just because you bring in as a therapist, a hundred thousand dollars doesn't mean I can pay you a hundred thousand dollars because we have to pay for other things because your benefits cost money. And because I have to pay for electricity and insurance and things and things. So like that, that level of non-transparency, which also like, got me in trouble and I'm using air quotes. Did you see the reel that I made the other day? This is tongue in cheek. This is tongue in cheek. I'll play it. It's tongue in cheek. I understand there's another side to it, but that's not how funny things happen. Sometimes you got to know. So I'll play it right now. All right, everybody. uh, Listen up. Uh, We're trying to fix the, uh, the labor shortage, trying to hire great people within physical therapy. Anybody have any ideas? Yeah, I am. Uh, I have an idea. Okay. You in the back. What do you got? Have we tried paying people more? Uh, since they provide uh, greater value, have we tried paying them more? We have not attempted that. We've uh, adjusted a little bit, but uh, mostly we've not done that. Any uh, any thoughts on trying that? Are we gonna t- we beta that? Can we A B test that? We that is not on a list. That's not on a list of things to do. We're not going to try. Anybody else? We could offer them pizza. One right, which is like that's management solution is like hopes and. Hopes and prayers. Have you thought about reducing workload or making a better work environment? It's like, have you 
tried this app we paid. It's supposed to be mindful. It's mindfulness. Um, I get that there is the other thing. I'm not saying you have to make the numbers work. I understand that. That was me being funny. So I like got people yelling at me like, don't you understand how businesses work? I'm like, I did. I ran a $5 million radio station. I understand how it works. Um, but then it's also... Now, now- but the difference between that radio station is that they will probably be able to raise advertising rates over time and you let's say probably increase your viewership right and the uh, difference is and i know you know this the difference is with healthcare reimbursement now i can go into some examples anecdotally with my practice where we found ways to pay therapists more others cannot do it if they're 100 percent in network or marginal so there is there is i i do understand that there's capped salaries or that there's low raises or or low performance pay bonuses and all that across the country for let's say a lot of physical therapy practices i understand that um but here in new york city so we do home visits um we've tested a lot of different dollar amounts and one example and um if he agrees to it if he wants to you can have a physical therapist that's part-time on my team you could speak with them um and he gets paid $180 a visit from us to do weekend visits. $180. Now, the the Lunas of the world are paying $70 a visit. These are, if you're an independent contractor, these are not salaried therapists, but um, Luna is paying approximately 70, maybe 75-ish. Uh, we start our therapists Monday through Friday. They're doing like $80 a visit, 80, 80 90, 100 over time if they're staying on and, and we're giving them some bonuses or whatever. Um, and that therapist is loving it. He goes, um, he's full-time somewhere else and he's part-time with us. And he's like, hey, do you have any other weekend folks? Do you have any other weekend patients that are um, interested in Saturday or Sunday visits, right? So he's hungry, you know, he's probably got student loan debt and all that. So there's an example where it's possible. I know, listen, I'm in New York City. I know that that's not possible everywhere. And for us to pay that therapist $180 to visit, obviously we're charging a lot more than that. And I know that that's not possible everywhere else. We can right. get into a whole slippery slope with that. I think we should. But it's possible. Yeah. I, I so, think we should do a follow up episode where we have some thought because literally you jumped on like from a link I sent you on YouTube. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to do Jimmy Talk of the Jimmy, right? I would already be done. But we'll do a six pack episode. This is a great format that Tony Maritato actually like helped me invent, which was like one, one question and then you bring three suggestions, I bring three suggestions. These are hypotheticals or actual use cases. And I like when they're actual use cases, things that are being done, which is what are the non-traditional ways a practice can offer value to someone like, I don't know, one of mine might be um, when that person's plan of care is completed. Could you say you're doing great? Would you like to do better? We can do this and it's cash based, right? Although I love, you know, Jerry Durham loves to say like everything's cash based, like there's cash somewhere. It's being moved. It's just, you're not handing paper. Right. So like, that's where I'd like to go, which is if you don't think advocacy at the, you know, in Washington, D.C. is ever going to do anything it's and not, it, it's, not. it's not and it doesn't feel like it. Right. Then we need to in do terms, something in terms, of, in, terms, in terms of increasing payment. I just right. Tony, right. Tony Maritato agrees it's never going to increase. Right. So it's like, OK, we can yell at the tide or bail the boat out or design a new boat. It's like, OK, like or get off or get out, get out, man, which is why I think some people get out, which is okay, this sucks. And, uh, you know, when, when, uh, like, I just had a really bad thing professionally, like happened to me, I won't I'll talk about it later. But like, I give myself my rule is you have 24 hours to bitch, moan and complain. And then buckle up buttercup. No, like, no one cares work harder, right? There's that great motivational poster. And I agree. So 
this is your 24 hours to bitch about reimbursement is never going to get better and we should give to PT pack and you know, that's great and everything like that. But like, I'd rather figure out how to make my boat float a little better. So I don't know. Um, we, we didn't plan this, but you get a parting shot. This is the parting shot. All right, what was the last thing you'd want to leave? Cause uh, we're wrapping this up. What do you got? I, I like to, on a positive note, abundance of options, see what else is out there. Speak with other uh, folks on Twitter, Facebook, other practice owners, see what else is out there for options. You might have to move to a different state if you want a different mm-hmm. option where you're making 85 or 90 or 95K as a physical therapist. There's options out there. I would say my parting shot is figure out what you want and work backwards, right? It's so easy because that's what we do with patients all the time. I'm like, great, do the same thing for your career. Well, how am I going to do that? Stop skipping to how. Stop skipping to how. Don't skip to how. Figure out who, what, why first what is good to you like oh i need to make this amount of money or time freedom is more important to me or flexibility or more money i'm willing to right this is a seesaw that's all it is it's a teeter-totter so start from the end stephen covey right start with the end in mind and then work backwards because it's not theoretical it's not probable people are doing it dave kittle thanks for jumping in as we randomly uh just caught each other going live i appreciate this thanks for having me All right, go birds. Like what you hear? Tell a friend or leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at BuildPT.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.